0: Thank you for joining us today. We hope this teaching inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you tools for everyday life. We encourage you to visit us at mbcocala.com to discover more about the life changing ministry at Meadowbrook, as well as convenient ways you can partner with us financially in helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning. How's everybody? Good, good. You are, I am glad you're here. I hope you are glad you're here. You're going to be even more glad that you came today. And uh, I want to remind you of what you just did, okay? What you just did is you made your way to church. And I believe that God ordered your steps. But this is the first day of the week, and you're honoring God with the first part. And I believe that God sees that. I believe, I believe you can expect that God's going to help you this week. Amen. He's going to anyway, but I think when we're intentional about, hey, this first day, God, I'm here in your house worshiping you. Watch what God will do this week. Anybody here need God to do anything for them this week? All right. You did a right thing. Let's all stand together, could we? Let's lift our hands to the Lord, and uh, let's, let's pray this morning. Father, we lift our hands to you. We lift our voices, our songs to you. We lift you up because you're worthy. All the praise is yours. God, I I believe that you've heard our hearts and our songs today, that you see us today. You've ordered our steps, brought us together today. And now we turn the corner to listen up. And I believe, God, that you have holy information, that you want to speak into every one of our lives today, something that's going to make a difference, something that's going to last. And I pray, God, that even in this time that you would Bring relief and bring answers and bring peace and bring courage, bring direction. And God, just thank you for your nearness, for your presence. Thank you that we can do this and ask for your help as I deliver your word today. I believe with all my heart what I'm sharing today is what you would have for your people. So when everything is said and done today, I pray that you, Jesus, the Lord of our life, the head over all things to this church, that you would be pleased, that you would be honored and that these, your people, every single one of them would be helped today. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen Amen. and amen. Help me welcome our online and East Campus, if you will. (laughs) God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. And again, so glad you are all here with us today. We're on a series called What Happy Families Know. And we're going to be Uh, in this series for a while. Actually, this week, uh, through prayer and just study on this, I'm actually going to extend the series. Originally, we were going to be five weeks on this, and I'm actually going to extend it out to a full eight weeks. That will bring us right up to Palm Sunday, believe it or not, and then Easter. And Easter and Palm Sunday, that's the Super Bowl for believers. Spoiler alert, we win, okay? So, and uh, we're going to have a wonderful Easter. Plans are already in the works for just an incredible Easter celebration. You'll want to be inviting uh, friends and neighbors and co-workers and so forth, and it'll be good stuff. But this is such an important subject, and I believe this, and we've done this for now. We're in the 30th year of Meadowbrook Church. We teach a lot in series, most all the time in a series. This is what I believe a series is. A series is a season, and I believe it's a season where God is saying something to us as a church family. And so, right now, we're focused on a very, very important area, and that would be families. And uh, that may look different for you today. You know, your kids are grown or gone or never had kids or uh, divorced or remarried or married for a million years or, you know, or not that long. And, uh, you know, whatever it looks like, you're by yourself. This is part of the point as well. We're going to be sharing practices and principles that are going to help us. These are things that a happy family would know. And uh, beyond that also, this is to help you, but it's not just to help you, it is to help you to help others as well, amen? So let's go ahead and and, uh, our main passage for this series is found in Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4 in the Amplified Bible. It says, through skillful and godly wisdom is a house, notice parenthetically here, a life, a home, a family is built. And by understanding, it is established on a sound and good, come on, foundation. And by knowledge shall its chambers of every area, notice that, of every area be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Now, we see that through wisdom, through knowledge, through understanding, a house, a life, a home, a family is built, established and fully furnished. I love this here in every area from foundation to furnishing. God gives us what we need in our lives, in our families, so that we can fall under this word happy. Now I don't want to cheapen that word. Think of happy as an all-inclusive kind of term of of healthy and whole and happy and and vibrant and so forth. Uh, It uses the idea here of a house. So let's use that as a place. Just metaphorically think of a, a place. It's an atmosphere where people can grow and develop and thrive and heal and and discover and help others and bring others in even, as, as we'll see as as we go along here. And, and that, I believe, is what God wants for us under this idea of happy. Happy is not lucky. Happy is not... You know, I remember telling some of my friends growing up, you're just lucky. You know, and... Is happy is not lucky. Happy is not by chance. It's not happenstance. It's not luck of the draw. It's not just some privilege that some have or don't have. Anybody can be happy. This is not based on happenings either. And uh, this is something that all of us can attain to. Happiness is not a day. It's not an event. It's not just a here and there kind of thing. It's not based on if I get what I want, I'm happy today because I got to go to the toy store and twisty treat, you know, so I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy, you know. Uh, and sometimes even as grownups, uh, I still like toy stores and twisty treat, come on. <laughs> but that is not the basis of, of happiness. So let me just give it to you and we're just gonna go ahead and bottom line it from the beginning here. Happiness is the result of intentional Alignment with God and His ways. Hear that again. Happiness is the result. It's a result of the intentional alignment of our lives with God and His ways. Look with me in Jer. Uh, excuse me, Joshua, twenty-four is at the kind of the end of Joshua's life. Uh, in Joshua twenty-four, he has recounted and rehearsed to the children of Israel what all God has done for them. It has not been a total straight, perfect path. But God has been faithful. Same for our lives. Amen. And then he says this. Now, therefore, fear the Lord, revere the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. Again, he says it. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers your ancestors served when they were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites and whose land you dwell. Get this next line here. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That is so strong and so intentional. You know, here's your options. Here's the whole story. God's been faithful. We've never got it completely right on our end, but God has been good and God has been faithful. And there's a lot of options, a lot of God you could serve, a lot of other folks pulling you in different directions, but he makes, he makes an intentional decision to align his life, his family, and his future with this. As for me and my house, say it with me, we will serve the Lord. So happiness that we're talking about is going to result from intentional alignment of our lives, of our families, of how we do things with God and with his ways, We're in some dangerous days, y'all. We're in some perilous days. It can be confusing if you don't keep the light of God's Word to help you keep perspective. Uh, As believers, at, at times it really feels like we're swimming against the stream of culture, of the machine and monster of media, of skewed perspectives concerning truth. Some people deciding that there actually is no truth which is not true. We're in a post-Christian era. We're living in the fallout. Ready for this? We are living in the fallout of now three generations of rampant divorce. And let me just say this. There is fallout. I also want to say this, and I want everybody's attention on this. This is not a house of condemnation. So whatever your story is, whatever your has happened, and whatever you caused or should have tried harder or whatever, we are where we are, and we are all here today, and this is a house of grace and truth. That is the only way that we can make progress in our lives. So this is not about condemnation. This is about what do we do from here? How can God help us? Jesus came as a Savior, and anything you put at His feet, He will save, and He can help you with. So I want everybody to just plug in where we're at today and what God would have for us. But we're, we're in some dangerous days. Speaking of generations, generations tend to react toward the previous generation. It's happened with every generation. And some of you are reacting toward the a younger generation and the generation before you was reacting against you and Elvis and every other thing. <laughs> And so we're constantly, with every generation, this happens over and over again. And much of this, we'll talk about the responsibilities of generations. Every generation has a, gen- has a responsibility to other generations. We have in this church four and five generations of, of people that are here. It's a multicultural, multigenerational, beautiful body here, the, the Meadowbrook family. And within that, we all bear responsibility toward all generations, just like in a healthy family you know the older and the younger and the younger and the older and in every way that we help and understand and cheer each other on and learn from and try to understand one another it's a beautiful thing and it is God's design so nobody needs to section off into we're this we're this we're this no we are one we are the body and this is the way that God has made family also to operate y'all hear? it's important let's talk talk a little further about generations it only takes one generation for a truth to die now i honestly believe that a truth does not die but a truth can become dormant so watch this it only takes one generation one generation lives a truth they live that truth but then if they do not effectively pass that truth on to the next generation then that generation will only remember the truth. And then if somebody in that generation does not get revived concerning that truth, then that third generation will reject that truth. And we're living in the throes of that today. So we all have to be very intentional about effectively passing on truth. And some of us need to be revived concerning some truth because there are generations that are at stake. And I will say this, we celebrate all generations, but we better target ourselves. We better focus. And God is directing our hearts even more on this to make sure that our next generations that we're helping, they cannot, they cannot go into the days ahead without having the clarity and perspective of the, the truth and light of God's Word. It's important. Family bears responsibility church bears responsibility. And so we want to make sure that we're all doing our part on that. Can I get an amen from the church today on that? All right. Now, here's a principle, and we're going to build off of this principle here. What you believe governs your life. Everybody read that with me. What you believe governs your life. No two ways about it. What you believe governs your life. And so... I could go into one million examples of this, but for the sake of time, we got, we got greater stuff to get to. But there are things that you do on a daily basis because you believe that's going to impact you, your health, your friends, your, your whatever, on a, on a daily basis. So what you believe governs your life. So ultimately, this then is your foundation. Everybody say foundation. This becomes your foundation, what you believe governs your life, and that is your foundation. Now, the foundation, let's just go back to the metaphor we had earlier in Scripture of building a house. And so, building a house, you have to have a good foundation. But the foundation is not the exciting part. That's not the sexy part, okay? That's not the fancy part. You know, the foundation involves a lot of work, a lot of heavy work, don't miss what I'm about to say. It involves digging and removing rocks and roots. Hope you got that. It involves removing sometimes rocks and roots to clear a path so that, you know, steel and concrete can be, can be placed there so that you have a good, strong foundation. But we're really not interested in foundations so much. Nobody does this. Hey, our friends, they're building a house. Let's drive over and see their foundation because I heard they got some real cute ideas for their foundation on Pinterest. And you get over there and see their foundation. Wow, Chip and JoJo would love this foundation. <laughs> Nobody really cares about it in that, in that regard, but I'm telling you what, foundation is going to be inspected. Foundation is absolutely vital in this whole process. So what is my foundation? What is your foundation? It's what you believe. And what you believe governs your life. And so that's why I said earlier it's an intentional intentional alignment with God and his ways. And let's be careful in what we believe. Do not ever trade the never changing for the ever changing. Amen. Make sure that we get a hold of the timeless truths of God's word. Go with me if you will to Matthew chapter 7. Everybody here? Yes. Matthew chapter 7. Jesus is teaching. He says therefore everyone who hears These words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Go ahead. The rain came down. The streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its, come on, what? Its foundation on the rock. Go ahead. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came, came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. So here's what we've got. We've got two guys, we've got two houses, we've got two foundations, we've got the same storm and we have two outcomes. I believe the guys are pretty much living in the same area. I believe they probably go to the same church. And we've got two different outcomes. So think about this. Storms came to both of them. The wise and the foolish, storms came. I'm not a doom and gloomer. I'm, I'm going to give you the good news side of this as well, but storms come to all of us. Yes. And if you haven't had a storm yet, you're only three years old, and you haven't. Have, everybody it carries you everywhere, okay? So, but it's not if, it's When? And it's not just when, it's just, are you ready? Are you good? Are you set for this? You know, sometimes we get storms here and hurricanes and you'll get warnings. You know, you get warnings. If you live in this type of dwelling, get out of there. Go visit your mom. You know, go, go to a, some other place. If you live in these low-lying areas, you better get out of there. If you live in this certain type of situation, get out of there because of the storm. What you want to do is be ready ahead of time. And so what we've got, two guys... Two houses, two foundations, same storm, two totally different outcomes, only one variable. Only one variable. And the, vari- the variable is this the foundation. The foundation. And so it is whether or not you build on rock or you build on sand. Well, what, what does that mean? Jesus made it very, very clear. If you hear and do what I say to do, that's like building your house, your life, your family on rock. And when the storm comes, because the storm will come, guess what? It will stand. I want to live there. (laughs) Y'all, I want to live there. Or here's your other option behind door number two. You can hear and not do. I think they both heard the same things. That's why I think they go to the same church. Uh They both have the opportunity to hear, so that's not the issue. It's hearing and doing or hearing and not doing. Hearing and practicing or hearing or not practicing. And the difference is the one who hears and does not do, does not practice. That would be like building your house, building your family on sand. And when the storm comes, guess what? It falls. And notice what it says, and it fell with a great crash. The New Testament Greek language actually, i put it to you this way, it's, it's a disaster. It's just a disaster. I don't want a disaster. You know what we're trying to do in this? We're trying to prevent disaster in lives in homes, and homes in, and in families. And it is as simple as this, your foundation. Now, everything else we're going to share in this series will be stacked upon this foundation. So you have to get this as the foundation. Now, I'm going to share some very practical things along the way in this series so that these are things that a happy family would know and needs to know. And so, but it all hinges and built upon a proper foundation amen so let's cut to the chase here happy families know this they know the absolute necessity of hearing and then doing things God's way read this with me the absolute necessity of hearing and doing things God's way that's your foundation did you know there's really only two ways to do anything anyway God's way and then any other way and so we want to do this God's way. Look with me in the book of Daniel, and uh, I'll read this in just a moment. There's an Old Testament book called Daniel, written by a guy named Daniel. <laughs> and it, it's a historical book. It's a prophetic book. Uh, it's considered apocalyptic. Uh, it's very complex. We get some of our great stories out of the Old Testament from there, uh, you know, Daniel and the lion's den and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and so forth. And there's a a key character in the book of Daniel. His name is King Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar. And he starts to have these dreams and visions and so forth. God gifts Daniel with the ability to interpret or to read those dreams. And so we find, although it is complex, and and get this, part of Daniel, it it says is sealed for the last days. I honestly believe there's some things in the book of Daniel that we don't and can't understand until God would open that for us to understand. And if you'll study, and I have the, the book of Daniel and read it repeatedly and read other, other people's studies on it. And there's just some things that's like, you know, there's, there's just some things that I don't think we're seeing. And we won't see them until God says, okay, I unseal them for such a time as this. Supernatural. But there are things we can observe and apply in our lives taken from the book of Daniel. And one that I believe the Lord put on my heart, uh, in chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream about a big statue. And uh, let me show you the statue real quick. Actual picture. It's not an actual picture. Someone like, you're getting your phone out. But it's described really well in... Uh, in Daniel chapter 2 and this is the thing I, it, it's described in appearance as awesome that it has splendor and excellence it's huge it's stunning it's made of gold silver bronze and then you come down to the feet let me insert for feet foundation foundation and the foundation is made the feet are made of iron and clay Here's the thing. Iron and clay don't bond together. It just doesn't work. It just won't hold up. So while it would look stunning, and in Daniel's account, something happens, long story, something happens, and it impacts. It hits the foundation, hits the feet. And guess what? It will not hold together. Looks good for a while. It can dry up okay, but it cannot handle any kind of impact, cannot handle any kind of anything to come against it. It will crumble and then with the weight of the whole thing, the whole thing, I said, the whole thing is going down. So I don't care what you've got going on up here. If you have a foundation that is what Daniel calls mixed, it's mixed. And so what, we, what we're dealing with here is that iron and that clay won't, they just won't bond together. And sometimes a life, a family can look okay and, wow, look at that. That's stunning. That's excellent. That Wow, look, look at that. But you know what? Don't dare touch it. I pray nothing comes near it that can impact it because the foundation could be mixed. And if the foundation is mixed, it's going down. It's going down. So let's look at this. Happy families know this. Happy families have a spiritual foundation and center. Happy families have a spiritual foundation and center. So spiritual, don't worry that everything we share in this series is going to be Spiritual, But our foundation and our center must be spiritual. We have much, as I said, that will be very practical that that we'll we'll cover in this. But happy families have a what? A spiritual foundation and center. Now, this cannot be overstated. Well, how do we get a, a spiritual foundation and center? It's by hearing and then doing things God's way. Hearing and doing things God's way. Because what I believe governs my life. What you believe governs your life. So what you believe, that becomes your values and your principles. That is your foundation. That is your foundation. Everybody with me so far? All right, now look at these three words here. And we've talked about this in different settings before. Believe, decide, outcomes. Read it with me. Believe, decide, outcomes outcomes. What you believe governs your life. So what you believe also then informs your decisions. What you believe informs your decisions. And then your decisions determine your outcomes. Your decisions determine your outcomes. So if you're not happy with your outcomes, most people just go back one step and they redecide. And so if I keep ending up with bad outcomes and I keep going back only to what I decide, I redecide. that's how you end up married seven and eight times. Okay? And so what you have to do is go back to your foundation. There's something wrong here. There's something wrong here. There is something wrong here. So you have to go all the way back here and make sure that we're solid in our foundation because what you believe governs your life what you believe informs your decisions your decisions then determine your outcomes if you're following with me on that just give me an amen this morning here if you have faulty beliefs if you have a faulty view of things you're going to have unnecessary problems there are things i believe can be totally avoided by being wise as jesus said and hearing and doing things god's way so the spiritual foundation and center do you know where you find it Oh, some of y'all could see it. (laughs) From God's Word. Some of you are like, Oh, I already knew that. Well, what are you doing with that? What are you doing with that? Because we're living in a day of mix. We're living in a day where God's Word is being discredited. We're living in a day where you are bombarded, coming and going with lots of ideas. That are laced and flavored with bits of truth that seem very appetizing and outcome man that'd be a great outcome but that's why we're surrounded with a world that has an ever-changing message and I'm presenting to you a never-changing message that is not water soluble that is time-tested and proven and it is a rock that you can build your life and you can build your family on Come on, church, say amen to that this morning. So real quickly, let me just read this for you. The Word of God will give us guidelines for daily living. For example, how to honor God, how to treat people, how to handle things, how to raise kids, how to have a happy marriage, where to find meaning and purpose and direction and wisdom, all about forgiveness, all about patience, all about relationships, all about handling money and stuff, about pain about kindness, about honesty, about helping, about stewardship, about gratitude, about prayer and values and virtues, pathways, solutions, faith, hope, help, healing, how to deal with your past, how to prepare your future. The Word of God gives us the ability to deal with stress and crisis because in God's Word we see God's promises and God's provision and God's power and we realize I'm, res- I'm connected. I'm resourced by heaven. Yeah. I have help from beyond just my three friends and what's on TV. Yeah. That we're resourced from heaven. As I shared with you last week, that there's a river flowing from the throne of God that will find its way into your life and heal and provide. Amen. Yeah. And that I can know that God is watching me. God cares for me. God is leading me and guiding me and helping me and forgiving me and loving me all the while. That's a spiritual foundation and a spiritual center. And it comes by hearing and doing God's word. Hearing and doing God's word. Say it with me. Hearing and And doing God's Word. It goes back to this, the absolute necessity of hearing and doing things God's way. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It's God's Word. It's God speaking to us. So listen to me. You need to get this in your home. Get this in your hands. Get this in your head. Get this in your heart. Get this in your Honda or whatever. (laughs) Whatever you drive. Get it with you. Carry it with you everywhere. Hide it in your heart. Don't just memorize it. Don't just learn it by rote. Get it in your heart. I'm telling you what, with decades now, decades now of learning, daily exposure to and intake of the Word of God, intentionally memorizing, and then happening to memorize and learn God's Word, I'm telling you, virtually anything could come up in my life. I was out in my backyard yesterday thinking about something. I was watching my dog run around chasing squirrels and being a dog. And I was thinking about a situation and just God's word was just, it's just there. It's just there. And so no matter what is going on in life, God has already said, he has already said something about it. And we need to have God's word in our life. We need to read it and feed on it and esteem it and learn it and refer to it and follow it and obey it and practice it and do it and memorize it and declare it. Just speak it out in our lives. And some of you have been told, well, it's outdated. It's old fashioned. Look at me. They told you wrong. It's timeless. Well, it's religious and it's rigid. Maybe you saw some people present it that way. But I want you to know this it's life giving, it brings freedom. It is food, it is meat, it is milk, it is water, it is breath, it is life, it's a sword. It's a hammer. It's whatever you need it to be. It is a supernatural book. Not just a religious book. This is a supernatural book. It is God speaking to us. Give him the chance so that you listen to it and you do it. And you'll find your life and your family built on a foundation of rock. Amen. Now. if you'll make it your business to hear and do to intentionally align your life, you may have to say, kids, honey, dear, I know we've done it this way for years, but I realized this morning that's messing with our foundation. We're going to start handling things this way. We're going to stop doing that. And we'll talk about some of these things. We're going to stop yelling in our household. We're going to handle it God's way instead. With our finances, with this, with that, we're going to cover all those things over these next few weeks. But I want you to know this. If you'll be intentional, don't miss this. God says in the book of Jeremiah, he says, I am watching over my word to perform it. And he's not watching over it with those li- librarian glasses, you know, those little Second Chronicles says that the eyes of the Lord how many of you expect he's got pretty good vision? Yes. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. Second Chronicles sixteen nine. Whose heart is loyal to him? I would guess those that are hearing and trying to do. And he'll meet you there. The book of James says this. Don't be a hearer only. Be a doer. And when you're a doer, you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. How do I do this? Hear and do. And don't you guess with me that if I'm endeavoring to hear and do what God says, he will meet me there. Everything else we're going to talk about is built on this foundation. Everything for your life and your family is on this foundation. Get this foundation. Hear and do. Make it your business to be intentional about aligning your life and family with God's ways. Watch what God will do. Amen. Amen? Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord. Thanks again for listening to this message resource for Meadowbrook. You can stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBCOcala.